Hey everyone, Diana here for the Change Worker Podcast, talking today about yet more sexy topics of constriction and acceptance. And I'm going to be looking at these both from a intellectual perspective as well as what it feels like physically. And I bring these up because um, this is a pattern for me. And I see this pattern in other people, in my clients. And I know I have a lifelong resistance to accepting things. Accepting things about what's happening in my life or what may be happening to me because of other people's decisions and actions. My own body, um, my own um, internal world. I think acceptance is one of the hardest things we can do. And as you know, um, I love me some words, so I'll be talking about specific definitions about constriction and acceptance. Um, How do we go from constriction to acceptance? Why, when does, when do these patterns of constriction, and in another way to put constriction is unacceptance, of what's going on in our mind and body. Um, when does that happen? Where do those patterns show up? How do I learn to accept my somatic experience of constriction and my own thought processes? And how to how will I ever know I accept something from my body's perspective? Because I think... I mean, a lot of us are very intellectually driven. Um, that's what we're, our brain seeks is intellectualizing something that maybe our body, uh, we're afraid to figure out how it actually feels in our body to give it meaning and definition from our own body's perspective. So, oh, I think, um, it, you know, ultimately I do want to answer this for myself and for my clients, because I, I look at the world through this this pattern. It's not just me who feels patterns of constriction, unacceptance, and wanting to accept things, because that seems like a really good idea. It is uh, advocated, acceptance is advocated in, in many different bodies of thought, um, spiritual, religious thoughts, beliefs, actions. Um, and I, you know, it sounds great. Sounds like a theoretical good idea, but why, why do I want to accept? Why would I want to accept thing? I, something I really just keep wanting to change. And so that has been the struggle I have been experiencing. And I watch other people accept this, uh, experience this I, this whole idea of I can lose weight, I will change my body, I will change my hair, I will change my relationships maybe in order to be better, to evolve as a human being, to um, not be who I am right now in this moment. And because the future sure as hell feels better than the right now. And so I've been been there and I 
can accept the present moment. And maybe that's just another accept, another step to accepting things I can't change. So I do want to know, and I think I do know what acceptance feels in my body, but it's still at war with this whole idea. Aren't we supposed to be get better? Aren't we supposed to evolve? Aren't we supposed to change? And why can't I change in the direction that I want to go? How much free will do I really have? You know, real light and fluffy topics to engage our brains. So, okay, so let's start with the definitions. Um, constriction. The action of making something narrower by pressure. A place where something has become tighter and what I love about one of the definitions I read about constriction is this implied sense of immediacy. Like there is this incremental pressure and narrowing this tightness that comes from pressure. So where's that pressure coming from? Is it coming from outside, inside, both? And what do we do with that sense of narrowing and tightness? especially when we're feeling it in our own bodies. I mean, I know that's how I experience constriction, but that also, that, that narrowing also affects how I see the world, how I see the, the money I have in my bank account, how I see my energy supplies, how I see what I can give to the world. Is that infinite? Is that finite because of this constriction? The physical constriction as well as the emotional psychological constriction you know and, and as we age for a lot of us uh, you know we're confronting perhaps our own mortality in, in new and exciting ways as we get older and there is a narrowing you know I saw it in my own parents I've seen it in other older people when I knew them before they died that the world gets smaller and narrower and that constriction might be just at that point in life, just a release of, I don't need to worry about all of that other crap that people worry about all the time. It's just like, this is my life right now. And I'm, I'm facing the end of my life and I don't need that other crap. Uh, that could be one, one way to look at aging and, you know, pre-death kind of thought processes. But it could also be just, you know, I'm, I'm ready to go. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's another topic for another day. But um, what I found interesting was that acceptance has a lot of space. If you look up at the definitions of acceptance on the, the internets, um, you could go with, there's a in-depth meaning to acceptance. Um, like the action of consenting to receive or undertake something offered. The action or process of being received as adequate or suitable. A person's assent to the reality of a situation without attempting to change it or protest it. And the embracing of the thoughts, emotions, and other internal experiences without judgment and without trying to change those. And so I look at this Def, these definitions of acceptance and I'm like, yep, 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 yep. That, oh, totally makes sense to me intellectually. 
why that would be a good idea. But in practice, it's difficult to do, at least from my perspective. And I think the underlying tone in a lot of people's lives is this constriction and unacceptance. If it is really difficult to accept who other people are, who we are, the situations that we and they have created in a in a way that doesn't involve our all of our emotions, all of our stories. And so it just becomes hard to accept, especially if we're not accepting ourselves. And I think that's, you know, for me, I went through my 30s and 40s learning to like myself, learning to love myself. What I've had a much harder time doing is accepting myself. And through acceptance, there is a, a doorway to love and like. And so acceptance is, for me, it's always this battle of accepting what is now, but what about the future? What about the future me who weighs less and has the body that I want, the, the looks that I want, the relationships, the lifestyle that I want? Why is there such tension between acceptance and this desire for more? Can they coexist? Are they always going to be the opposite of each other? And I don't have an answer for that. I think that that's, uh, I have my theories. I have my suspicions that I think life is about that balancing act. I think that there is a here and a now. I can accept here and now in this moment that I'm sitting in this chair, I'm talking into my phone, I'm talking about these things, and I'm looking at my Sunday afternoon lack of um, wardrobe. I'm pretty much uh, dressed for the weekend. I'm dressed very casually. I don't like how I feel in my body right now, but you know, for right now, there ain't a damn thing I can do about it. So I might as well accept what it is right now. That key part of that phrase is right now. Because that right now phrase puts a, puts a stop to the next always natural progression of my thinking. I don't like my body right now, but right now I can accept it. But in five minutes, I'm going to be at war with myself again not accepting. Again, I'm, I'm, this, this cycle of constriction, of unacceptance and acceptance continues. So where do I get off that damn ride? That is my question. How do I help my clients get off that damn ride? Because a lot of what I, you know, we've all grown up in a world where, oh, to be perfect, it is not necessarily... Um, I hope not, not accepted. Like there is a slack that we can give ourselves about making mistakes and failing and and just being a human being and not be perfect. I hope that there is a lessening of that. I kind of doubt it, but because there's this, this whole weird attachment to perfection. 
and what per- perfection will give us in some alternative reality, uh, which doesn't exist. So I, I look at, you know, I don't want to be perfect. I just want to look the way I want to look. I want to weigh, again, there's this, this interpretation of a number. When I get on the scale, I weigh this much and I'm going to feel these things. I think that's the big part about um, weight loss or any kind of um, dependency on something like um, an addiction of sorts to foods or to diets or to um, things that we think will help us change something very fundamental to us, which is the unacceptance of who and what we are in this moment. So anyway, I chose to go about this in a, in a less direct way because <laughs> going directly and being bullheaded about trying to figure out what acceptance is and why can't I accept who I am right now and five minutes from now when I keep making decisions that keep me and my body exactly where I am right now today, a day from now. I'm, I'm addicted to something in there. Um... And, and, and it's this addiction is fighting against what I can't accept, maybe. What our clients can't accept, what you can't accept about you in this moment. This um, constant tension between acceptance and it can be better. I can be better. I can look better. I can act better. I can learn more, be smarter, richer, whatever it is. Um, there's a perhaps an addiction to that push-pull because there's a lot of drama inherent in that tension. This is just a, an idea. I know for me it was. And for me, it's just, I think, uh, I've talked about this before, just being rebelling against what could be acceptable, what could be surrender in a way. Um, because... In my view, acceptance is settling, and settling is just basically a form of dying and acknowledging I just don't exist really in the first place. That's an internal dialogue I've had many times with myself. If I accept something, that that means I'm going to look this way forever. I'm going to be this way forever. And I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I don't think I'm alone in that. So how do you get from here to there? And I, you know, for me right now is I'm really playing with this idea of what acceptance feels like in the body. I think a large chunk of my work right now is really explaining to people that their bodies, yes, are wise, uh, but also tell us so much about our psychological and emotional states. I mean, that sounds really obvious, right? but we're not fluent in the language that it speaks. We're, we're ignoring the, um, the stiffness, the limitations in our range, the pain, the chronic sort of um, inability to do certain things anymore because we've just stopped listening to our body. I'm talking about literal constriction of muscle, bone, and connective tissue. I see it in my clients all the time, massage-wise. And I also see it because it's an occupational hazard. I mean, I look at people. I, wa- I, I watch their gait and their posture. And I, you know, not in front of them because I don't want to 
don't want them to see that I might be mocking them and I'm not, but I will mimic some of their postures just to get an idea of what it's like to be in their body. And, and some of the, the postures that people hold that they just keep trucking through life with are painful to be in. And so for that split second, we can be in their bodies and experiencing what their internal world is like by mimicking their postures. Not in jest or for fun or for mockery, but for that, that flash of knowledge of what it's like to be them in their bodies. And I, as, because I do that, and I've been doing it for a long time, I'm pretty good at it, and I feel my sense of compassion for the people who I try to jump into their bodies in this way just expands because it's like, holy hell, no wonder <laughs> you feel like shit all the time because of the way your body is. And so I, we, I think we're all pretty familiar of all, with what constriction feels like in our bodies. And I know um, for me, constriction has been ever present for a long time. It's that low tension, that low thread of anxiety uh, that can flare. You know, most of the time I ignore it. In some cases, I don't, I don't even remember that it's there. And I'm going about my life in an effortless, beautiful way. And then there's, you know, always a part of me that has this thought, that, well, this free, loving, wonderful feeling is just can't last. So in comes constriction, you know, self-induced cycles of constriction and freedom. And so I look at constriction as uh, it starts with breath for me. And I, it, I see it in pretty much everybody. You watch how someone breathes or in, in most cases not breathe. The whole yogic approach from a meditative standpoint points to steep, like deep breathing. Um, the, the lungs can take up a big chunk of our thorax. Uh, it expands our ribs. It can go up into our neck under our, the ribs closer to our throat. It goes down to our belly. You watch a baby sleep and that belly breathing while they, while they sleep. These are all different forms of breathing. But if you're watching somebody, if you're a body worker and you're watching somebody lay on the table and, and watch how shallow their breathing is. And if you ask them, if you, you know, walk them through a breathing exercise of inhale for the count of four, exhale for a count of four, and how difficult it is for a lot of people to stop that quick breathing. And it's something that they're so used to, that quick breathing, that to slow it down is probably terrifying to them. So I always watch people's breaths. How are they breathing? How deeply? How in tune are they with a deep breath? Because for me, if I'm feeling terribly constricted, I cannot take a deep breath. I literally, my body, my mind are totally resistant to that sense of expansion in my body. And that's when I know I'm like, okay, there's something else going on here. This is just not anxiety. This is not just nerves. I've got a whole thought pro process in action right now that is uh, influencing how my body is doing its job i.e. I. not breathing very deeply, um, 
a lot of frenetic movements, a lot of impatience, a lot of, uh, in some ways, clumsiness. And so that's how I look at constriction. And yes, my mind is a freaking battlefield when I feel constricted in my brain. It's governed by fear. It's governed by lack. It's governed by this, there's only, we only have one option. And that's just to survive or to fight. We got to we got to sort of vanquish all these these internal battles inside us. We got to win against all this discomfort and unease in our body. This is a a battle and a war we will continue forever and ever and ever. That's what it feels like in my brain. This never-ending battle against constriction and expansion. So that's how I see it. I mean, you know, and if I want to take my body, my body, not my mind, through this whole this this whole idea of experiencing acceptance in my body, what the hell is that going to look like? I am. I think we're all familiar with constriction in all the forms it might take in your own body, in your clients' bodies. And so, how do you go from here to there? From constriction, in other words, unacceptance this tension, this resistance to what actually is. I mean, that is a thought process. It is a behavioral process because I think a lot of what, you know, what we're not accepting is what we're afraid of. Yes. And that we are, we are responding to our own fear in our own bodies. Stuff may be happening around us, but I think what happens really that compounds our experience of the outer world and what's happening is our endless reactions to our reactions. We have layers of reactions to our reactions. That's why it feels like a war or battle inside our brains all the time. So if I were to take this idea of acceptance and, and from a somatic standpoint, what could that possibly look like? I, I have an intellectual idea of what acceptance looks like, but what would my body say about acceptance? If I'm not wanting to accept in the present moment now, what is, what's going on in this present moment, and not necessarily jump to the next moment where I, you know, it could be better. I could be, uh, way less, look different, wear different clothes. That's the next natural step in my brain or the money aspect. I gotta, you know, if I, I could pretend like if I weighed that amount, if I looked like that, is that acceptance? Um, is that what I want acceptance to look like? If I looked at myself right now and compared it to what could be, if I didn't eat the way I did, and if I didn't um, have the money or the coming in that I wanted to, anyway, it, it, it's just an endless, it can be a, a mind trip, for lack of a better phrase. Anyway, I digress. That's what goes on in my head. So... If I were to experience awareness or acceptance, awareness of acceptance is that, you know, I, I can, from an intellectual standpoint, I could say acceptance is probably kind of calm. It could be sort of anticlimactic in my body, in my brain. There's just like no reaction. I accept this right now. 
Um, I don't feel a driving need to take any different action or any action at all, really, if I accept what is right now. I could be in my body and in the present moment, in my present surroundings, and just be, it's like I'm experiencing this moment in my body in this space. That's all it can be. I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to do anything after that realization. That could be one form of acceptance. Not fighting it, not protesting it, not wanting to change it or revise it, whatever it is that I'm, I'm at war with in my head. So if I were to intellectually look at awareness from a somatic experience, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pretend... I'm going to look at myself kind of as a science experiment and say, okay, if I'm experiencing acceptance in my body, yeah, it could be calm, anticlimactic, all that. It could be. It could be a quiet place if I accepted, if my body accepted a lot more things than my mind did. That could be interesting. My body's not going to take action. My body's not, my body's just there. And it could be a relief, a physical relief for my body to accept something. Not everything, but accept in this moment that this is what I'm doing. And I don't have to take any other action other than what I'm doing. I don't really have to to do anything right now to be comfortable, to think beyond this present moment. I am content so I can see that, that my body kind of responds well to that. My body doesn't feel this, there's not this uh, low-level tension in my body, like I'm bracing to take physical action, like I'm about to get up from my chair and go do something. Like I don't feel that urgency. I don't feel that immediacy. So I, I look at acceptance too from (laughs) dullness. Like, oh, I accepted that. That's not terribly exciting. That sounds kind of dull and boring. If I accepted it, then it's, there's no drama there. And a lot of us are addicted to drama. So how do I make acceptance sexy? And I was like, I don't think you can. I think acceptance is just that acceptance. It's quiet. It's powerful. Why Why do I want to keep going towards acceptance? And I think to how I've helped answer that question for myself is to look at constriction as resistance to what is. So if I am constantly resisting what is, I'm lying to myself, I'm purposely blinding myself to things, that feels terrible. But what if I took those blinders down? What if I opened up my eyes and was open to what I saw and didn't feel the urge to change it or to do something about it? How would that feel? That feels pretty good. It feels like a huge relief went off my shoulders when I walked myself through that process. Like, okay, what if this has nothing to do with me? I don't need to change anything. I don't have to do anything for anyone or to anyone or for myself. I just, it is what it is. So that's where I am with acceptance. So 
in that sense, acceptance is sort of this, it's a really quiet place. And for a lot of people who have not been on the journey, perhaps as long as we have been, that quiet place is terrifying. And what I've been learning is those quiet places are um, rich. They're full. They're nurturing. They're, it's like a salve has been applied to an open wound. It's like there's so much relief. There's almost like this very cool cleansing water has washed away some of the mental and emotional debris I carry around with me all the time. It's almost like if there's an acceptance, there's an absolution of some form for there, for me. I'm not a religious person, raised Catholic, but that image of absolution, whether through by yourself, through the words you utter out loud to yourself about yourself, um, is powerful, powerful juju. So I think that there is levels of acceptance and, and acknowledging what is. So obviously I've talked about acceptance before, but not quite in this way. Um, and I always apply when I'm learning about myself to my clients and maybe that that can help them. So that's why I've talked about this wonderful light and fluffy subject today. So let me know what you think. Where are you in the spectrum between constriction and acceptance? And thank you so much for listening. I will talk next time.